Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Culp. You're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? Happy Monday. Uh, yeah. So we're in early July. I just need 2020 to personally, I've not had a bad year. I can't complain about that. Um, you know, a lot of things have worked out exactly the way I wanted them to. Uh, it's just frustrating at times getting to that, you know. But for the most part, I can't really complain. I'm really thankful. I'm very, very blessed. And, um, you know, I know that uh, coronavirus is surging. And we knew that it would because people haven't been complying. Uh, I saw many of my neighbors um, outside popping fireworks. Ugh. Why do people think that's fun? I'm not kidding. Fourth of July, what was that? Saturday night sounded like a straight-up war movie. I mean, it was nonstop for about four hours. It was very unsettling. And I get it. I'm not young, but I'm not I'm not old, and I, I enjoy joyful things. I just don't see why that's fun. And what the hell are they selling people? Because this stuff is way beyond firecrackers. I'm not even sure why that's legal to be sold. I know it's illegal to use, but the police, they weren't messing with that. Especially not in a year with with all these protests and stuff. They were, we were on our own. And people went crazy. You know, people on this block for sure. They didn't care about your car. They didn't care about your property. (laughs) They don't understand property lines. They were just, who cares? It was pretty uh, unsettling. And again, I just don't get why people think that's fun. And, uh, you know, the goal is to live around more like-minded people. Because that is not, that is not where my head is at for a holiday. That was horrible. Um, And I was going to say something completely different, but I got derailed because I was really traumatized. (laughs) If you live in the community, you know, plus... This is the kind of neighborhood where it could be gunfire. Yeah, if you wanted to do some crime with guns on on Fourth of July, you probably got away with it because nobody could tell. I mean, it was really horrifying. So anyway, I forgot the point I was making. Other than I hate fireworks, I'll go down and watch a display. But other than that, I mean, this home firework thing needs to be. I'm not sure why you can even sell some of this stuff. I don't get it. Uh, But anyway, so we're here on Monday. Uh, I don't really particularly have anything to motivate you. I do think that, I mean, just scrolling through my social media feeds, it's so depressing. Some of you guys are really just literally addicted to being angry. And I don't know if you realize it or not, but it's kind of a bummer. Like the just listen everybody's not having some collective experience. So what's fascinating about life and, you know, I've been studying, um, you know, quantum physics uh, and basically quantum physics is a lot like God and faith. You know what I mean? I'm feeling like someone made this discovery of this quote unquote secret and, and in order to really uh, craft it so people would understand and accept it, they came up with the concept of God and Jesus and miracles 
uh, so people could at least wrap their brains around it a little bit. Um, that's a theory. Uh, but, you know, I've been reading a lot about quantum physics and, you know, there is proof on, on the atomic level, like two things can exist in the same space at the same time. That's quantum physics. And then having this open mindedness to believe it, you know, and have this faith to believe this. So saying all that, um, there are people out here who are only focused on the things that make them unhappy. And so they can find every single one of those things, you know, police brutality. They have no examples of police being good, just all police being bad, all, you know, black people being mistreated, all black men, excuse me, being mistreated. And, uh, you know, they just fill their feed with it over and over they listen to podcasts about it they they find all the video clips and then because they have to be in the know and woke at some point <laughs> that becomes just your experience because that's what you believe that's what you're attracting and that's all you want to be immersed in and I feel like people get addicted to that I'm not saying it doesn't happen but I'm not saying you also have to go out here and look for it 24 hours a day whatever you look for 24 hours a day you'll find it if you want to believe the world is all lollipops and rainbows, you can find that too. You know, laugh out loud cats or whatever that was. Remember when the internet first started, people were like, oh, laugh out loud cat. Look what the hell is that? But anyway, whatever you're looking for, you can find it. Um, if you want pain, you'll get it. If you want love, you'll find it. If you just, your day is constructed by what you believe passionately, you know, not, uh, not, I'll give you an example. So people who go around and say, I think most people are assholes. A few people are nice, but most people are straight up assholes. Guess what? You're going to experience hardcore assholeship all day. Cause that's what you believe. And it happens constantly. And nobody wants to really acknowledge that they're authoring their own experience because that would be accountability. And so if you are to, especially now, like people just want to get rid of you. If they, if you don't agree with what they think, they're going to try to cancel you, which is ridiculous because no one that will ever agree a hundred percent with anyone about anything. It just, that's just not how humans are. We have free will. We have our own minds and people's experiences, you know, pretty much are the filter that they use to see the world. So, and then you can also make a choice like, yeah, I had an abusive childhood, but I don't want to grow up and be an abuser. So I'm going to go into therapy and I'm going to work on these things so I don't grow up and do what someone did to me. If you don't get treatment, you grow up and you become what you hate because that's what's ingrained in you. And that's what you believe an experience should be. That's why so many people who are uh, perverts you know, they were, somebody was perverted to them and they didn't get treatment because guess what? People do not like to go get help. Um, and it's sad. It's scary. So, you know, we can spin it however you like. It could just be also, you know, something that's a lot less, uh, traumatizing and egregious than that. But people, whatever you focus on is what you're going to experience. That's my point. And so many people are completely addicted to these chemicals that get released when they're angry. 
I'm so mad. And you need it. You need reasons why your life isn't what you wanted it to be. You need reasons why things are harder than than they should be for you. You need reasons for uh, the things you may have not done as well in your life with as you had hoped for. Um, so it's got to be racism and it's got to be this. It's got to be that. Well, everybody's something, you know, I know for a fact that my career has been hampered because I'm a woman. That's not, uh, I'm not making that up and I'm not just seeing stuff where it doesn't exist. But I also know that if I continue to feed my energy towards that feeling and that thought and that belief, it's just going to keep being reproduced and replicated. So I've done the opposite of that. You know, finally, when I got smart, I was was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to start my own business. And that way I don't have to worry about who's going to promote me. You know what I mean? Like, it's my thing. When it when it succeeds, it's my success. When it fails, it's my failure. But whatever it is, it's mine. And, uh, you know, it's growing. And I'm excited about that. You know, I'm very proud of the catalog of work that that we have and all the projects that are lined up for the future. I'm proud of the people I work with. I'm proud of the people that have uh, supported me and and been a part of this journey. And, you know, I'm super excited to see where it's going to go next. But that's, to me, where the faith part comes in. You got to have faith and believe in things that you can't see yet, you know, or things that are just coming up and springing to the ground. You got to see a full garden where there's just, you know, rows of freshly ground up dirt, (laughs) you know. I'm not a farmer, so, you know, I'm not going to be great with the analogy, but you've seen where people started a garden or started a crop and it's just rows of neat dirt you can't see anything then you drive back in six months and it's corn so you have to live in this space where it's like I just got a bunch of neat rows here but you reap what you sow and I have sown some really good stuff and I'm expecting really good stuff and it's growing you know, but I don't spend my whole days like, oh, I'm a woman. Nobody took me seriously. Oh, me too. And a lot, all of that was part of my experience. You know, I didn't get raped or anything like that, that I'm not trying to equate my story with that. But I do look back when I was much, much younger, traveling out to LA all the time and trying to get people to take me seriously as a screenwriter. And I had a few connects, nothing major, but I had enough of of an insight into that world that I had I been a guy I probably been a would have been a working screenwriter much 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 quicker because they would have taken me um differently at face value but as a woman it was like um you know, it's just this layer of something else on top. You know, I have a friend now who's, I mean, he's got a crazy, crazy expansive Rolodex. He, he's working in the industry. He's finally getting his big shot, you know, to do solo stuff. And, you know, I'm jealous of him because he gets to say, not not really jealous because I don't get jealous of other people, but there there is for a version of jealousy or... Mm, wow, that's interesting because that didn't work out for me that way type of energy. And he was he was mentored by one of the most successful uh, black directors you can think of. And I'm like, dude, 
No female that I know who knows this director has the same experience. But as a man, you can you can be mentored. Um, and I never felt like and, and I didn't have any interactions with this particular director, but I never felt like that was going to be an opportunity for me. Um, you know, the black producers and directors, not even just black, all the producers and directors that I was exposed to, even the execs. They just come at you with a different energy when you're a female. And I write, in fact, the predominant listenership for my, any audio content from my company, including this podcast, is almost all male. Um, <laughs> I skew male. I don't know why. Uh, I guess, I don't know. I was close to my dad. So logic, logic prevails a lot in my thought system. I'm more logical than emotional and that's not bad um but I tend to you know keep it short and simple and I'm not into a lot of emotionality but I have no idea why it skews that way but it does and um you know I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but when you're a screenwriter people look at your projects and they see your female name and they automatically have an idea of what it of what the voice is when they're reading it and you really only get 10 pages to wow people I think it used to be 20 if you can get an exec to read the first 20 you're doing good then I think it got down to 10 now I think it's like the first I don't know probably first five pages like if if the character description, if the first scene doesn't rock their world, they're not going to read it. They get thousands and thousands of scripts a day. So I get it to a certain extent, but they, there's a lot of reasons why they want to say no. It's just like resumes. You send your resume and somebody wants to look at it and say, no, they're looking at it to figure out why you don't qualify and they can take it out of the pile. Um, and if you tick off enough boxes, then they put it in another pile. Like now they have a computer that does that software program. So, you know, it's just interesting, but I don't spend a whole bunch of time, you know, I'm not a white male with a lot of connections and I should, you know, it is what it is. It's the journey. It's what I chose. You know, I chose a really hard path. That's what I was saying to somebody the other day. It's like, I'm in the middle of doing something that I find that's extremely hard and I specialize in hard things, but some things to me just shouldn't be this hard, but they are. And so you just keep working and you keep pushing and you keep kind of trying to build a better box. So I don't know. I think a lot of people uh, on my timeline need to just examine, you know, are you in a good headspace? Are you happy? Are you fun to be around? Like, I know more than one person who has decided to get into therapy during this COVID thing. And it's hard. I mean, I. I even considered it. I was, you all are my therapy though, but I was sitting somewhere one day and I was like, I think I might need therapy. Like, this is really hard. You know, I'm in, like I said, I specialize in hard things. And when I feel overwhelmed, it's overwhelming. So anyway, I hope everybody just finds a way to stay encouraged and, and, you know, pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Cause some of you guys are and really dark places and super grim. And I don't think you realize that's how you're coming off to other people. You know, it's okay to be uh, woke, I guess, even though I'm so completely tired of that phrase. Um, it's okay to be aware of what's going on in the world, 
but the world can be too much with you and it can mess with you. And there's nothing wrong with being happy. You know, I think if you were to walk up to, um, uh, I don't know, a group of people who are so frustrated and angry about the way race relations have played out in America, the racism that, that, that got us here and, and still persists. And I don't doubt, I don't disagree. It definitely exists, but I don't see racism everywhere. Sometimes it's, that's not what's really going on. And, um, you know, if you, if that's the channel you're on in your brain all day long is looking for examples of racism so you can be right all the time, you know, I can't remotely suggest to you that maybe it's okay to be happy because people don't want to hear that because they're on a mission. They're mad. Er. And I get that to a certain extent, but I don't know. I just don't feel like anger serves us. Anger is a is like um, like gasoline to a certain extent, you know, but it's not a fuel that you can take. It's good for like short bursts. Anger is like the the thing on the rocket when it goes up that falls off. It's like it's good enough to get you launched, but it's not sustainable. It and also it gives you high blood pressure. And y'all already know people of color do not need any more issues with high blood pressure. So I don't know. I think we just have to find ways to to be conscious of what's going on, but also focus on solutions and also uh calm the fuck down (laughs) shit if we're gonna be real about it because you know I look there's just so many I look around and I watch people all night fire fireworks in big groups with no masks on so then the next story is gonna be like it's still hitting black people disproportionately hmm I wonder why (laughs) I mean literally it was I've you can drive around my neighborhood and like nobody hardly has on a mask they're just it's almost like nothing's happening it's very very strange so anyway that's my rant for monday just lighten up have a good life pay attention to what you're paying attention to please take care of yourselves and uh i I was telling a story yesterday not all my experiences in hollywood were bad they weren't uh real quickly i remember the first time I realized that there was such a thing as star power because to, to go back, I was talking to um, one of my friends yesterday and she was stating uh, about, you know, some local person. And um, and I was like, well, you know, I met that person, but it wasn't a big deal. I wasn't like, oh, hey, and she was like, because we're not those girls. I was like, yeah, but I have been that girl for for one person that I know for sure. And um when I was in LA in the early nineties, uh, so this was a young Denzel. I was talking to like this B-list actor that you've seen before. And this guy sort of like completely blew me off. I was, we were mid conversation and yeah, it was just chit chat. It wasn't anything major, but I was talking to him and he was talking to me and then Denzel walked in and he just completely like stopped talking to me and just started talking to Denzel. And Yes, Denzel is tall. A lot of these actors you like are not tall. He was tall. He had on like jeans and like just a regular shirt. He was not super dressed up. Everybody else was a little more dressed up than him. But he uh, he 
we were he was following Johnny Cochran because he was studying how attorneys are for his role in Philadelphia, I think. So he noticed that I was just sort of standing there like, you know, okay. So he stopped talking to the B-list actor and he turned to me and he stuck his hand out and he was like, Denzel. And I was like, Judy. And I shook his head and I was like, okay, I get it. And when he walked off, I was like, he's got a, the walk. The, you talk about swag. For the, That was the first time I was like, okay, there really is such a thing as star power. And that brother's got it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I recognize that's a high bar. Um, that's a really high bar. But, yeah, when you can make people swoon, like he makes women swoon. I don't know if it's still true now, but certainly back then I was like, whoa. All right. I understand why he's a star because he just is magnetic. So I don't know why I was sharing that other than uh, I can be that girl. So don't sleep. That's what was funny because my friend was like, we're not those girls. We're not impressed. Like I was like, yeah, we're not impressed till someone impressive walks in. (laughs) Then you can get crazy impressed real fast. And Giselle is that dude. At least he was in the 90s, baby. Wow. It was like, pow, he's a star. I get it. I don't know. Something to aspire to, I guess. And and maybe not so much because you want to be a, a super hot black dude, but maybe in your own life, if you could figure out how to be the star when you walk into a room, you know, how to be a star and, and be magnetic and fix situations just with your presence. I mean, that's goals. I mean, I think everybody should want that goal. We all feel better just because you walked into the room. Boom. I okay. I feel like I'm a little bit of that. A little bit of that. I'm I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm that magnetic. But like I said, something to work on. Happy Monday. <laughs>